The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. Moms should get more credit. Back when I became a mom, I realized people thought my former career in TV news was more important than my motherhood. But that's backward because moms are raising that next generation and the world depends on us to do it well. So moms, this is your time to sit back, relax, and let Channel Mom cheer you on and equip you in your job as a mom because you're doing some of the most important work on the planet. Channel Mom, we encourage moms. Now, here's your host, Jenny Dean Schmidt. Oh my goodness, I'm so glad you're here. I hope you're here for a reason today in this show is exactly what you need and your kids need. I am Jenny, and this is Channel Mom, where we encourage moms, because I feel it's very important to focus on the amazing value of mothers in the world, even when they feel forgotten or overlooked. Uh, That's why we're here. Okay, we've got a fabulous guest and topic for you today. This one could transform your parenting and your kids. I mean, don't we all want children who make good choices and impact the world positively? I know I do. I think as parents, we put a lot into how our kids look, how they perform in school or on an athletic field, how they behave in public. But what about their character? Don't we want our kids to have good character? I know I do. That's why we have well-known parenting expert Kathy Cook on the show today to teach us how to build character in our kids to guide them to a more positive future. So stick around for this one coming up next on Channel Mom. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom. Whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On the radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at ChannelMom.org. The abortion rate continues to increase in Colorado, but there is still hope. For 40 years, the Compassionate Care Team at Alternatives Pregnancy Center has come alongside teens and adults who feel like abortion is their only choice. Alternatives lets them know they're not alone. Through advocacy, resources, and mentoring, Alternatives Pregnancy Center moves people from a place of suffering to thriving. You can be part of the solution by giving just $10 to provide life-saving medical and counseling services. Give today at youhavealternatives.org slash donate. Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey, welcome back to the show. You know, I was thinking about this this morning. I am here for you because I, I the thing that hurts me the most in the thought of motherhood, and as I'm thinking about it, is the the woman who feels forgotten or unseen or um, unrecognized or unthanked, and just um, is never told how important her mothering work is. And and that's why we exist is just to remind mothers and to guide them and lead them to be the very best mothers they can be and to have a positive impact on the world. And that's why I have guests like the one I have on today. Um, and, and that's, you know, what Channel Mom is trying to do for you as a mama. You're so important and your work is so important. We just want to equip you in it. A quick shout out first to our radio listeners from across the country. So grateful for all of our affiliates um, from coast to coast. Thanks for tuning in today. And also our podcast listeners, grateful for you as well. 
all uh, and your regular listenership. I do hope you'll share the podcast. You know, one like this, if you think, man, you know, uh, my friend could really be helped by this or my sister or, you know, whoever uh, might be helped by the information we're sharing today, please share the podcast and let other mamas and grandmas know that we exist. Channel Mom, you can find us on, you know, most podcasts platforms, Spotify, Audible, Apple, Google Podcasts, you know, where you get your favorite podcasts. Also, remember to reach out to our friends at youhavealternatives.org. I just had a meeting with them a, a week or two ago. They, they come from such a wonderful place, not not condemnation, not, not condemning anyone, not judging anybody. They just want to come alongside a, a woman or, or even a, a girl who is going through a pregnancy and doesn't know what to do. And they're so supportive and, and so non-judgmental, as I said. So I hope you'll check them out at youhavealternatives.org. Okay. All I have to say is she's back. Yes. A little round of applause. Thank you, Jim, for our friend, Dr. Kathy Cook. She's the founder and president of Celebrate Kids and a child development specialist. She's also the author of seven best-selling parent-child enrichment books. Her brand new book is called Parent Differently, Raise Kids with Biblical Character that Changes Culture. I think that's so amazing. I mean, I think we all want kids who change the culture in a positive way. Welcome, Dr. Kathy. We're so glad to have you here. Well, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Yes, yes, yes. And we've also seen you, I just want to remind people, we've seen you in some films. Um, and I know you've partnered with Focus on the Family. I think you've been in Dr. Kirk Cameron's film about, um, not Doc, he's not a doctor. I, that, no. I was I was honoring him. He's an actor. <laughs> actor Kirk Cameron's film about homeschooling. I'm pretty sure you were in that movie. So so you, you're all over the place. And, and you're certainly an expert in, in what you talk about. Um, I, I just want to start out, for, for the mom who might be intimidated by this thought, like, you know, maybe, you know, maybe like me, she's got older kids, you know, my son's 25, my daughter's 21 and says, oh, my goodness, it's too late. Um, what is this all about? Or maybe I could, you know, what how should I do this with my grandbabies? It can be very intimidating to think raise my kids with biblical character. What, what does that even mean? Can, will you please explain that? Yeah, I'd love to. And I'm going to say it's never too late. Uh, children are pliable. Children are moldable. Children are teachable when we ask them to be that and when we're good examples in front of them of who we want them to be. It's never too late, never too early uh, to get started on it. And uh, yeah, I chose biblical character as the thing that allows children to change culture because I want them to use the whole of the scripture. I want moms and dads to teach the Old Testament heroes, Esther and Daniel and um, Naomi and Deborah and, you know, so many others. Caleb comes to mind. The Proverbs in the Old Testament give us so much instruction about how to raise a wise one and not a foolish one. And, of course, the New Testament, uh, Jesus himself as an example of character. And then uh, the one another's of the New Testament, there's 40, 44, I think. Uh, you know, love one another, submit to one another, greet one another with a holy kiss. Do not devour one another. If you're raising boys, that's in the Bible. Uh, so yeah. we, can use, we can use Scripture to inform us and then to inform our children that they can become more than they currently are. Yeah, that's good. You know, you write in the book, you're talking about life and love letter from our creator, and, and you remind parents in, in, in the context of, of reading God's word and sort of what we're aiming for as parents when it comes to the character of our children. You say this, because your worldview, speaking to the parents, is your filter for what matters, it's critical to your life and your children. They may value you what you value if you teach them why. So, so for the for the mom or dad listening today, 
how do we teach our children why a certain quality matters? Like, let's say generosity or humility. How do we teach them why it matters? One of the best ways to do that, Jenny, is to share the consequences that occur when we either use the quality or when we don't use the quality. So true story. A, a father read my book, a dad read my book, and um, went to work. And at, two, at 3 o'clock, there was a knock on the door. He had forgotten to turn in a report that was due at 2. So his boss stopped by and said, where's the report? And he had to admit that he had forgotten that it was due that day, that he had gotten distracted by other things, etc. And he came home and that day, and he asked the kids, how was school? And they said, how was work? And the dad shared with them what had happened. And he shared with humility that, you know, I did what you sometimes do. I got distracted. I did what I wanted to do, not what I should have been doing. And now I'm going to have to earn back the trust of my boss. And he might not ask me to head up a committee for a while. And Brian, I'm going to have to miss your soccer game because I have to stay home and finish this report. And then I marked my calendar every Tuesday at 2. And I marked my calendar every Monday at 2 to remind myself that the report is due the next day. So he shared um, how it made it feel that he had, you know, let down his boss. And he shared a strategy that would help him not to do it again. He apologized to his son that something he had done was going to negatively affect him. And those are things that we can do. Yeah. I'm going to get really honest here. And I'm going to bring my daughter in, even though she may not want to be in. So will you come over to the mic? This is my, <laughs> my daughter, George, is going to join us for a second. You know, I if I if I have one lament, well, I probably have a couple in the way in which I <clears throat> reared my children, Kathy. I think it's that, you know, we, we live in a small town in the mountains in Colorado. And um, my husband it was the principal, and, and then he became the superintendent and is also still the principal. And so it's a little tiny town. It's a fishbowl. You know, people watch your children, and, and they knew you know, that I ran Channel Mom and that Mike was the, the principal and now the superintendent. So I leaned into how my kids looked. Mm-hmm. What their accomplishments were, you know, how, how they looked, how how they looked on an, an athletic field, um, you know, all of that, that their performance, their looks, and and not sometimes as much character as I should have. Now, of course, I, I love God and I wanted my children to love God and I taught them those things, but sometimes I I, I focused more on what gave me pride in my children. So so I want you to speak to the mom that may be leaning in that way, and then I want Georgia to weigh in on that. After you talk. Yeah, I'll be interested in the George's response. I will say, first of all, that it's um, very typical, very normal. It doesn't make it right, but you're not alone if you're a mom listening and you have kind of caught that cultural lie that, you know, what they demonstrate in front of people is what matters. So um, no guilt, no shame. We do what we know to do. We don't know what we don't know. So that's why you're doing the podcast and the radio show, right, to try to give you know, moms and, and others, a, a new vision for how they can raise their kids. Yeah. So, Georgia, were you aware, like, mom wants me to look good, mom wants me to perform well, that's where she loves me? Or did you think that, you know, mom really wants me to, to follow Jesus and, and to exhibit, you know, character characteristics that are biblical? Um, I wouldn't really say it's a you thing. Okay. I, I would say more like, I feel like I felt other people's parents like judgment of me maybe and mm-hmm. like wanting to make you as my parents like measure up to other parents if that makes sense like kind of sort of like a competition between children and parents if that makes sense especially in our town because it's just so small and like everybody's always watching what you're doing so I don't, I don't know that you exasperate, exacerbated it by any means I just think 
like that's kind of the nature of being from a small town. So, and one more quick question before we go back to Kathy, and then I, I want Kathy for your perspective on this. Did you feel like mom cares more about me being, you know, like Jesus? And none of us are completely like Jesus, but being generous or being kind or or being compassionate or being humble, or mom cares more about what grades I get or how good I am at volleyball? No, I never. Yeah, it was more about like who I am as a person. I don't think I ever thought that like you weren't gonna love me if I didn't get A's or, or anything like that. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank goodness you got A's. <laughs> okay. Um, so so how do we reel that back, Kathy? Because here there's my mom pride right there. How do we? How does a mom talk herself out of like, well, my son's a football star or my daughter's valedictorian or how do, how do we talk ourselves back from that and say I gotta focus on these biblical qualities and and by the way you list them uh, uh, on page one twelve you know grateful joyful mm-hmm. so so how does a mom refocus and say this is what I really want my child to grow up to be um, t- to reflect God I mean h- how do we do that Yeah. Well, first, let me say that I'm encouraged by George's response, that although she knew that she was in a fishbowl and that you and your husband cared that she did well on the athletic field and whatever, that she still knew at the bottom line was that character mattered and that love was unconditional. So that's good news. And other parents need to hear that that is good news. And yet we do need to be careful. What are your values? You know, what matters to you? And, you know, why are you raising your kids? Are you raising them to perform or to serve? Are you raising them to be ready to make a difference outside of the home? Are you aware that, according to Ephesians 2.10, they've been gifted in advance to do good work, that they would walk in that good work? So are you getting to know your kids? Are you able to predict, why oh, my daughter appears to have a gift in this area. What can I do to help her develop that with confidence so that she becomes the person God created her to be? That's one of the reasons I wrote the book, because if we don't develop good character in our kids, biblical, solid righteous character in our kids, they will not be able to achieve the difference that God wants them to achieve. So I, I would just say to everybody listening, again, what, you know, what are your goals for your life? Why do you think you have the kids you have? And can you see the big picture is about tomorrow, the, the, the far away tomorrow, you know, so that when they're out on their own, they're able to glorify God and exhibit the values that you've raised them with. Yeah, that's so good, Kathy. I mean, I mm, sort of thanks. wish you'd been standing in the baby room when my kids were little. Uh-huh. Um, well, because <laughs> we do sort of have to have you know, cast a vision. We kind of have to have a business plan almost, you know, when, we mm. would for our, when we're starting to raise our kids. Like, why am I doing this? And and what do I want them to, to, to be in the world f- for God? And, and you know, I love the way you put it, because I think I have a ton of unbelievers in my family and, and, and in my in my life. And, and I would like to say they're going to get something from what Kathy says today, because who can argue with the qualities you're talking about? I'm going to read the ones you list on, on page 112 um, about, you know, biblical character and and it's these kinds of things that we hope our children will reflect to be grateful, joyful, to have self-efficacy, um, to be humble, resilient, discerning, brave, to, to um, put forth effort, to be compassionate, generous, to have self-respect and self-control, to be other-centered. I love that one because because mm. so often in our culture, we teach our kids to look out for number one. Uh, mm. um, how do we... Um, after we've made that decision, like I want my kids to, 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 I, I, you said study your child and, and see what they're mm-hmm. gifted at. And then how can mm-hmm. they use that to serve the world? Can, can you take a mom through that process? Wow. I'd love to. Um, yeah, we have to observe longer with our eyes and our ears. Mm-hmm. Um, what do they talk about when they talk? 
um, what do they show interest in, even if it's not ability yet, because interest always precedes ability. So pay attention to their interest. Um, are they telling you by playing with the bells in the Sunday school room that they should be taking piano lessons? You know, the, do they run constantly? They're, t- they're asking you to go out for track, right? So pay attention. Um, yeah. Where do they struggle? How do they handle the struggle? Um, what are you demonstrating in front of them? How do you talk to them? Uh, yeah, it's, it's wanting to guide them to, um, again, to become who they've been created to be. Uh, as you know, I was, and you know some of my story, Jenny, I was a chatty Cathy as a kid, and now I'm a public speaker, you know, radio, podcast, movie, you know, author, because I was raised to be a chatty Cathy. My parents did not say, you know, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet, shut up, would you go find something to do? Yeah. They, praise God, they gave me the boundaries that I needed to use the words of me only for good and not for evil. And therefore, I'm able to do this today. So it's because, you know, I'm going to say something, Jenny, as we guide our kids to become who they've been created to be. It's their strengths that drive us nuts. Oh. It's not their weaknesses, right? Explain their weaknesses, that. Explain that. Yeah, their weaknesses concern us, but their strengths, because anything well done, overdone, is badly done. So too much talking, too much wiggling, too much doodling. Too many questions. Well, too many questions, that's a lawyer in the making, you know, or that's a researcher or an apologist. You know, too much talking is, you know, you and I being on on the radio. So um, too much doodling, you know, drawing on the table when they're not supposed to, that's an artist. That's the creator. That's uh, somebody who runs an art museum. That is a children's book illustrator. I'm not saying it's right that they're disobedient. No, it's wrong. But we don't want to shut down the gift in them when we ask them to be obedient. So we teach character, uh, their centeredness, gratefulness, generosity, stewardship of your gifts. We teach those things so that they they grow up and they become that. That makes sense. Uh, to- totally does, because our son was an arguer, always arguing, always had to be right. And my husband used to say, you'd make a good attorney. And he's in, uh-huh. law, he's in law school yep. now. And, and, yep. and so hopefully we, we emphasize that that strength enough. But but let's talk, let's go there, because you talk on page 86 about um, three qualities for strength, and, but you also acknowledge weakness and, and negatives versus positives. How do we, uh, you, and you can certainly go into those three strengths that we can focus on. You say pri- mm-hmm. prioritize these three qualities. So, so yeah. let's talk about those three qualities, and then let's talk about how do we manage the negatives when we are trying to train character. Right. So, um, yeah, there's a Baker's Dozen 13 that I think are to be prioritized. And three of those are self-respect, self-control, and being other-centered. So self-respect, because if I don't respect myself, nothing matters. I don't need to be good at anything. Self-control allows me to use all the qualities that I have. And being other-centered, respecting others, allows me to want to use the qualities to be a blessing in culture. So those three matter greatly. Self-respect. I'm not better than anyone else. I'm not special in comparison. We're all amazing. We're all special because God chose to create us, us. So do I respect myself and can I then show up? And when I have self-respect and I have self-control and I do respect others, I will want to use my qualities only for good and not for evil. So if I am a logic-smart, word-smart kid who can argue well, am I also determined and decisive, responsible? Mm -hmm. Am I kind? Am I flexible in my thinking so that I don't make grandmother angry? So we bring 
we bring the character qualities alongside the strength. Sure. And I, I want to interject to let you clear your throat and maybe get a drink of water. Um, <laughs> I, I think that I, I, I would love, we, we can talk about the negatives in a second, but, but I'm thinking to myself, so a mom probably thinks, well, I set aside time for homework or I set aside time to go to my child's, you know, football game or, or volleyball game. Um, but I, when do I set aside time to teach them character? And and so I'm curious about how you weave in the, these, you know, foundational beliefs that we're talking about, um, how we weave them into our daily living as a mom to teach our children or as a dad. Um, and then we can talk about how do we navigate negatives. But but first, how do we le- weave that in? I mean, we make time for all kinds of things like chores and, and we're teaching them something mm-hmm. when we have chores. But how do we weave in character? Yeah, it's a teachable moment. I do think it's huge. And I also think that it's part of our Bible time. If you are a family that's doing devotions, praise God. Yeah. If you're reading the scripture, you know, praise God and use use what you see there. Use, again, the consequences of uh, wisdom and the foolish one. You know, read Proverbs. It could even be a, a verse a day. It could be a chapter a day, of course, because Proverbs is so rich with um, ideas about character and obedience. And let me say that if you teach character, when you teach character and when you talk about specifics, rather than saying, hey, that was really good, you say, I'm glad you're resilient. But what does that mean, Mommy? It means you didn't give up, but you tried again, even though you were hurt last time. Yeah. And I noticed, Jeremiah, that you're compassionate. I am, Mommy, what's that? That means that you saw that somebody was upset and you reached out to help. I'm so proud of you for learning to be compassionate. To use the words, because children become who we tell them they are. Yeah. yeah. Children become who we tell them they are. So, hey, you're compassionate. You're learning to be generous, even when you don't have a lot. I'm so proud of you. They want to hear that. Use specific language. And here's the thing, Jenny. When we teach character, when we talk about it as we walk around the home or whatever, we are actually teaching obedience because all disobedience is rooted in negative character. So arguing is a lack of submission. Arguing is a lack of authority. Arguing is a lack of flexibility. Arguing is self-centeredness and selfishness. So if, if disobedience is taking up your time, if consequences and yelling at kids and punishment is taking up your time, what if you replaced it with strategically mentioning character as you can? And, and again, I have the top 13 that I think we prioritize. And you're going to find your home running smoother. You're going to have time. You're going to make up time because you're not going to have to be dealing with the disobedience and the timeouts and uh, how am I going to you know, punish my kid today? Yeah, that's very good. So we have only about four minutes left. So just let's land there b- <clears throat> before we tell people how to find you, Kathy. And by the way, it's it, we are talking to Dr. Kathy Cook. She's the author of Parent Differently, Raise Kids with Biblical Character that Changes Culture. Amen to that. So I, I think of those days when, when I would see one of my two children acting out with one of the negatives that they expressed the very best. And so let's say they were arguing or let's say they were being mean to their, their brother or sister or let's say they were being selfish and so they didn't want to do the chores and they weren't help, being helpful at all. They were only thinking of themselves. How does a mom who's like at her wits end about their child's, her child's negativity and the things that they're doing, they tend to do that are, that are disrespectful and disobedient. How, how does she flip it? Right. Carefully, I think, um, to slow down, believe it or not, like we tend to react very quickly to disrespect, disobedience, which I totally get because you don't want your kids to behave like that. You feel like it reflects badly on you, so you're feeling the tension of all that. I want to say to everybody listening, slow down and listen longer, observe more intentionally to see what's going on there because something triggers the disobedience. No child argues 24-7, 365. Yeah. No child is impatient 24-7-365. Something happened that caused it. Was it a sibling rivalry issue and jealousy? Is it a lack of compassion? 
Is it a lack of courage? Is it fear that caused them to behave a certain way? So observe. And if you observe, frankly, with the appendix in my book, with this list of 48 qualities in front of you, it might help you realize what's going on in the heart. It's a matter of the heart. And when we ask the Spirit to help and we walk along with God's intent and we help their child, we help their heart move toward, gravitate toward righteousness and goodness and all those things, then it, it will change. It is possible. It, I wouldn't have written a book if I didn't think it was possible. Amen. We can do this. I, I love that. This. I love it. I love your encouragement. Mm. All right. So we have just about two minutes. So I want a quick answer to this. How, how do we determine if our child's character is mature? We look for how complete is it? How many of the qualities can they use is number one. Secondly, how consistently do they use the qualities? So is somebody kind only to people they love or kind across the board? So how consistent are they? And the third one, which is interesting, Jenny, is how automatically do they use the qualities? Or do I have to keep reminding them? Are they capable of being a certain way even when I'm not watching? So how complete is it? How consistently do they use the qualities? And how automatically do they use the qualities? We can teach for those three things and observe for those three things. Yeah, and I can apply that to my 20-somethings. <laughs> Absolutely, and we can apply it to ourselves. Yeah, but, amen, amen, Kathy. All right, you are Dr. Kathy Cook. Uh, the book is, oh, hold on, I have to go back to it. Yo, well, you're the head of Celebrate Kids, and I want you to tell people how to find you. And the book, of course, is Parent Differently, Raise Kids with Biblical Character that Changes Culture. So how do they find you, Celebrate Kids, and the book, Kathy? Thank you so much, Jenny. Our website is CelebrateKids.com, CelebrateKids.com, and you can find the book there in our shopping cart. And um, I'm I'm a podcaster as well, and they can find all the information there about that. The book, of course, is available at at retailers uh, nationwide that you might consistently use. And maybe we should mention my last name is spelled K-O-C-H. You do pronounce it correctly as Cook, but if somebody's looking for it, in a search engine, it is spelled K O C A. Wonderful. Yeah. Bless you for what you do. You're so helpful to parents. Thanks for being mm, on Channel Mom, you. Kathy. All right. Take yeah, care. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. All right. This is the time of the show where I say thank you. If nobody else has thanked you today, I'm thanking you. I know you sacrifice a lot as a mama. Thank you for loving your kids well. And remember to check us out, channelmom.org. We can always use volunteers for our prison program to teach moms in prison and help them reconnect with our kids. We could always use your prayers, your donations, channelmom.org. Thanks to Georgia. Thanks to Jim for all your help on the show today. And thanks for tuning in, you guys. God bless. If Channel Mom Radio and podcasts give your mom life a boost of encouragement, would you consider supporting us? In order to keep our broadcasts on the air and serve moms and kids on the ground, we need help from listeners like you. You can support us through a one-time donation or by signing up to be a monthly partner at an amount of your choice. Just go to channelmom.org and click donate at the top of the page. New monthly donors will receive a special gift package in the mail. While research shows moms are undervalued and families are struggling to stay together, Channel Mom works to lift up motherhood and add value to your family. We depend on donors like you to provide outreach to at-risk moms in prison and homeless shelters or dealing with single motherhood. Our life-changing programs are over capacity, so your donation will help us serve more moms and kids. Be a part of the change you want to see from others and families. Visit channelmom.org and click donate. We thank you for your generous support, and may God bless you for coming alongside Channel Mom.